What is going on all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? You're listening to the Earth-16 Comics Wire podcast. I'm your host, Brian from Earth-16. And in this episode, I speak to comic writer Randy Stone about his comic book on Kickstarter, Bullet. You don't want to miss this, folks. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all doing really well. Um, you're listening to the audio version of the Earth-16 Comics Wire podcast. Um, this is um, going to be episode five of the fourth season. And in this episode, I speak to comic writer and creator Randy Stone on his Kickstarter comic Bullet, which is a romantic um, superhero story. And it's about a college student who becomes a speedster. He has um, he develops like these speed powers, and the the twist of this story, and it's a really interesting twist too. Is just that they they're not really sure how he got his powers. So this young man volunteers to be to be tested um to be a test subject. At a at a university where he's intent where he's attending. But the thing is, this is not where he gets his powers. Somehow his powers just pop up when he, when he take and get this, when he was assigned a placebo. Now, for those of you who don't know, placebos are sort of like, placebos are fake. Um, they're sort of like fake um, experiments. I mean, they're experiments, so, but they're like, they're like given like fake, how can I say this? Like fake chemicals. Like, so in an experiment, usually given the real deal. You're given like the chemicals, the real chemicals. Or here's a good example of a placebo. So say they're experimenting a drug. They give you the experimental drug. But then also they give you a, then they give, they give one group the experimental drug, but then they give another group a placebo, which is quote unquote the experimental drug, but it's not really the drug. It's just a placebo could be anything from like water to sugar like you're kind of mimicking the medicine so he was given the placebo and somehow his speedster powers just go on full gear and he starts to develop them and in the midst of all this he starts you know he starts to bond with um this young woman who is um researching him and they just bond instantly and they they fall in love and she is pretty much behind him becoming well she she's behind him getting his um superhero identity his superhero name bullet so i so personally i backed this um kickstarter and i'm going to get the basically the comic book and the trading cards it's one of the rewards on the kickstarter and then you also have like other rewards like um the digital catalog and of course the comic itself and the silver bullet, which is a silver metallic variant cover. We're going to discuss more of that in the podcast with Randy. I mean, we had a really great discussion about this comic and how it it's a homage almost to the Silver Age era of comics, which to me, I, I enjoy the Silver Age stories of, you know, Spider-Man, The Flash, um, Barry Allen, um, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, um, the Fantastic Four. Silver Age comics were really awesome. And we talk a whole lot about that in this episode so we're going to discuss all that including of course including the comic and without further ado um here's my um here's my interview with randy stone of bullet enjoy 
What's up? Go- what's going on, all you constant listeners out there in the multiverse? You are listening and viewing the Earth 16 Comics Wire podcast on YouTube and on Twitch. And if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Um, I am here today to speak with um, Randy Stone, the creator of his Kickstarter comic, Bullet. Randy, how are you doing today? Excellent. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure, man. Um, how, how are things going really well? Yeah, today the Kickstarter actually hit the 1,000 milestone, uh, 50 backers, so pretty pumped about that. That is awesome. And actually, I just um, today I just pledged, um, so I backed your uh, I backed your comic. I'm oh, nice. looking at getting the trading cards, too. Awesome. Yeah, trading cards are actually my most exciting reward, I feel. Yeah, yeah de- definitely. And I'm going to get into a little bit of the re- rewards later on. So um, what um, can you tell us about um, your comic, Bullet? So Bullet is a superhero romance that's set in the 60s, so a Silver Age-inspired story about Dale D'Souza. Um, it's actually framed by uh, elderly Dale looking back on his time in the 60s as a superhero. A bunch of pages are on the Kickstarter there, so you can check out some of that. Uh, but yeah, we've got the introduction of his love interest, Joanna, and also his early days becoming Bullet. Yeah, I mean, I've actually read the uh, preview that was on the Kickstarter, and I thought it was really cool. And I felt like it was almost like, it kind of reminded me of Ready Player One. And why I say that is because, like, Ready Player One was sort of a love letter to everyone who loved, um, actually a friend, a co-worker of mine told me this, that Ready Player One was sort of like Spiel- Steven Spielberg's love letter to all the fans of, like, the 1980s pop culture and all that. And I feel like this comic is sort of like a love letter to those who enjoy the Silver Age comics or who grew up with them. Totally. Yeah, that's that's how I saw it. And um, did you um, intend on doing that, like when you made Bullet? Well, yeah, I mean, a love letter to superheroes in general. Um, but it kind of throws back to the early Marvel um, 60s heroes, right? Yeah, that's like Spider-Man, Fantastic Four... Exactly. So we set it in New York. It's very much like it could have been ripped from the pages of Marvel's early titles, right? Yeah. Uh, I was never a reader of DC stuff, so I'm not really that familiar with Flash and all that. Jordan, who's a co-writer, uh, co-created a bunch of the characters and um, did all the heavy lifting, I would have to say. Uh, he's a big Flash guy, so he knew all the speedster tropes and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of leave that to him. Uh, but yeah, we came up with a really cool story. And I think people are going to love it. That's really awesome. And speaking of the story itself, what was the process behind writing Bullet? Because um, I read on the Kickstarter pages that, like you mentioned, you've had um, several hands in helping write this story and everything. Yeah. So probably a dozen years ago, it was something that I put together initially. I did a draft, a script, which pitched it around with a different art team way back when. Uh, those guys went on to big things, uh, working for Image Books and Marvel and all that. Um, it kind of stuck with me sitting there. It was a book I really wanted to do. Uh, having kids of my own, I wanted something kid-friendly because a lot of the books that I produced have been crime, horror, death. So stuff that yeah. I wasn't really sharing with my young boys. Uh, finally getting to the superhero stuff, which they're excited about, and I wanted to share with them because that's stuff that I was reading at their age as well. Uh, so yeah, it was time, maybe three years ago, I really wanted to do this. Uh, enlisted the help of Jordan, uh, basically handing him what I did, my initial script, and say, Let's tear out all the things that just aren't working, trim the fat, build up the parts that are needed. And uh, it expanded from 32 pages to 40 pages. Wow. And he just, uh, he made what I had intended to make, but he just did it really well. Uh, so it worked out awesome. Um, 
there was some back and forth, like we did uh, revisions and stuff and a lot of hashing things out through email. But basically he scripted off of my general idea and then just, like I said, made it better. So um, can you elaborate more on making it better and trimming the fat in a sense? Like, um, was there like certain plot details you want to add or was it like... Um, yeah, that's a good question. And now it's been a couple of years. I'm trying to think of exactly what it was that was dropped, but uh, we, we built up the stuff with Joanna. So, I mean, she was definitely in and uh, played an important part in the original, but um, he made her more real, well-rounded and, uh, you know, ideas that we had to kind of ground her and make her just as much an important character as Dale. Uh, so I think that was one of the bigger changes. Uh, generally, the story is the same, but it was just pulling things off a little bit better. That's really awesome. And I've actually read, I did read the preview and I, um, it, it sounds like a really great story. And I can really tell, especially that, you know, Dale himself is a pretty down to earth guy. Um, he kind of reminds me a cross between Peter Parker as young Dale. And then when he's older, he's kind of like a Jay Garrick, just looking back at the golden age. Um, even though it takes place in a silver age, um, sort of setting, it's, I can kind of see that vibe and it's pretty much like, uh, the Silver Age meets the Golden Age in a sense, while yeah. having it seen in a lens of a fan like myself who's read the modern era and all that. Yeah, for sure. Like, I grew up reading 90s comics and stuff. So, and Kath, who does the art, um, she has a very modern Amazing spin. art. Yeah, it, it's awesome. It, it's wholesome, and it has that kind of quality that's a throwback to the old school superhero stuff, but it's also really modern. So I hope it appeals to those kind of like you know, a teenage girl is going to read it just as much as a 50-year-old guy, right? Yeah. It kind of plays both of those in the same way. Yeah, and, like, I think, you know, you brought, brought up Kat's art, and I think it's really amazing because, like, I think that's another highlight of the comic. And it goes along with the stories, um, Silver Age vibe. And um, I saw some of her work, actually, on Twitter earlier today, and I did notice that she did, like, Marvel July. She did the Power Rangers, um... Um, Heroes of the Grid. How did you come across choosing her as your artist? Uh, discovered her on Twitter and fell in love with her artwork, just as um, so many other people probably have when they see her work. It's incredible stuff. And, it's amazing. Um, I mean, just with the way. Yeah. And actually, my favorite one too was like um, my favorite form. My favorite art um, was like when she did like Marvel July, and it's just amazing how she create how she draws the characters and. Right, like at a snap of a finger, when you look at them, you know exactly who they are, even though they don't look like their typical selves. Like, she drew His like a different thing. version of Spider-Man or something, and like you can tell that was Miles Morales just because he was wearing like a Spider-Man themed hood or Captain America with his baseball cap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, Marvel would do well to pick her up for something like Captain Marvel, or you know, put her on a book like that. She'd really excel. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, going back to the character of um, Dale D'Souza and um, Joanne, I mean, they actually do um, start to bond. Um, and I, I just like how organic it was when the relationship between them. And it's even it's even seen through the dialogue, the you know, the chemistry. Yeah. And how she even admitted to him that, you know, if he were to ask her out um, during the first go, she probably would have said no, though. But then he... I just like how he, how patient he was and how humble he was, especially as he developed his superpowers. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little more about um, Dale and Joanna? Uh, 
don't know. I mean, just the way that it developed, it did seem pretty natural. Um, I like all the little things, like the the elbow nudge and stuff. Um, you know, just just joshing with you kind of thing. Uh, when she was talking about her leg, she lost uh, due to cancer. Yeah. Um, this, you know, I'm trying to think of what was actually posted there. I did put a longer preview. Uh, there's a link to it on the page, but it's not in the initial I saw that. Okay, so they go for the walk at night and how they first kind of like, you know, their relationship's really building. It's just beautiful. I don't know. I, I would expect everybody reading it is going to fall in love with these characters too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, I personally think that their relationship is reminiscent of Lois and Clark, Peter and Mary Jane, yeah. Barry and Iris. I mean, Mark, um, Grayson, and Eve from Invincible. And sure. I really um, liked when she was the one who came up with the name Bullet. Yeah. When he said that he was going to call himself Bullet Man. <laughs> yeah. And it reminded me of the early drafts of Invincible uh, from Image when they were initially going to call Mark Grayson um, Invincible. They were going to call him Bulletproof. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, like, um, did you, um, how did you come up with the name Bullet? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, in my original script, I wrote that scene. Um, he was basically saying, I'm pretty sure I can outrun a bullet. Um, and so Joe actually said, so what, you're going to call yourself Bullet Man? And then he said, well, how about just Bullet? But um, Jordan actually flipped it and had that become her idea to just say Bullet. Um, but yeah, it, it just comes from the idea of fastness beating bullet sort of thing. See, I was thinking that too. I was like, faster than a speeding bullet, you know, like yeah. Superman. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I mean, again, it just really shows that scene where she just um, says like, you know, Bullet Man's a bit much, you know what I mean? It, I really like how, you know, the, along with the relationship, like, so does his mantle. It's, it's just organic. It starts to like build upon itself and upon itself. Like, yeah. that's, that's why I liked about the, that part of the story. And it just comes out of the fact that he wants to help, like, do the right thing. You know, he happened to hear about that bank robbery, and, okay, well, I'm going to go help out because I can. It wasn't his intention. I, like, I read comics, I'm going to be a superhero or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, like, he can help, and he will, because that's the right thing to do. And plus, like, you know, he has these abilities. Like, it's not like he's going to sit on the sidelines and just, like, you know, okay, I just have these abilities. What else am I going to do? You know? Mm -hmm. Like choosing them to use, you know, to use them for good. I mean, that's that's a true testament of a hero, and I feel like it's sort of like his hero's journey in a sense, but more of yeah. it in a simple way, or a simple setting, which I like. Yeah, and Joanna recognizes that too. I mean, that's kind of what she comments on that you you didn't use this for anything to your own gain. You helped people, so that's why she she knows he's a good guy, and that's why she still starts falling for him too. And I also noticed, too, that the, some of the characters, like the Doctor, I forgot his name, though. Dr. Rosen, I think it is. Yeah, Professor Rosen. Professor Rosen. And then there's also um, this other guy named, forget, Michael. is it Michael? Yeah. Yeah. So he's like I, a lab assistant. A lab assistant. I feel like he's um, sort of like, if you've watched, I mean, have you seen the Flash TV series? Not at all. Well, there's like a character by the name of Cisco Ramon. He becomes the hero vibe in DC Comics. Okay. Um, Francisco Ramon. Um, I think he's sort of like that, though. But then I feel like you know when you when you read like his dialogue, right? You can kind of tell. I mean, personally, I feel like he could potentially become an ally, but he can also potentially become sort of like a jealous villain, in a sense. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just got that vibe because they even said. I think some things. Yeah, 
And it's like, you know, with that character, you kind of wonder, like, what's his real agenda? Because, like, you know, even um, Joanna says that, you know, he's probably going to take all the credit. And, you know, he kind of has a smirk on his face sometimes when he, like, you know, there's one part where he drops a telescope and, like, um, Dale just, like, quickly gets it and, like, he, like, crashes into stuff. Yeah. A little sonic boom there. Um, yeah, yeah, sonic so barrier. There's uh, a bit of that there. He's resentful when Dale isn't there just for the study anymore. Like, he's all about the science. He wants to figure out what's going on and all that. And Dale less and less is involved with the scientists to figure out what's happened to him, why he has his power. Because we don't know. It's it's not clear. Well, see, that's, that was another unique thing, too, that I liked about the story. Like, you know, we learned that... Um, it was all a placebo. It wasn't really anything to do with the science. Like somehow it just happened, you know? Yeah. So it kind of makes you kind of question his real origins and how he got his abilities. Did he always have them? And they were never displayed, but yeah, they just, uh, they just popped them. up. Yeah, exactly. So as a scientist or a science student or whatever, Michael is at that point, teacher's assistant, um, he's curious about why and he wants to find out and he wants to publish a journal on it and become famous for that reason kind of thing. And as Dale moves away from that side of it because of his bullet persona, like there's more important things to do than test me and find out why I can do these things. I'm just going to use these powers for good. Yeah, I'm just going to um, use them to help people. Yeah, I mean, I, th I thought that was like, actually, I thought that was a really co cool twist too because normally with um, stories like, th like this, like you would think like, you know, like Barry Allen, he got struck by lightning or like Jay Garrick, he was working with water and started to absorb these powers. But with Dale, it's kind of like an enigma almost. It's like, you know, like, how did he get these powers? Or perhaps does he come from, where does he come from even? And, you know, can he run back in time to find out maybe? I mean, that, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so I thought that was I, I thought that was really cool. I'm like, oh, like this, this is this is gonna actually be a pretty good story because I mean I think in a couple in a couple issues I feel like we're gonna find out um, sooner or later, and like you know especially you see I see with older Dale too. I mean I you know he's just reminiscing on the times of just fighting crime, and like you know the fact that he's he's acknowledging his age and he's like oh man I'm getting old and. You know, I thought, like, as a speedster, too, like, I thought, you know, like, you, you know, we'd have speed healing or something, or, you know, are we going to see other abilities, perhaps? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, you touched on uh, future stories. This is a one-shot. It's self-contained. It's all done. But uh -huh. we are working on things for uh, down the line uh, to kind of explore Dale's lineage. Um, so even though this one stands on its own, we have more things cooking. And a lot of the things that you're picking up on are things that we planted specifically for the possibility of doing more. So hopefully the awesome. Kickstarter does really well and then we can do a lot of these books. Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now, actually, and it looks like um, it is at 38% of its goal. So it's almost halfway there, which is really, which is really awesome. And with only 20, you know, with only like a couple, you know, 25 days to go. So it's like, it's doing really well. Yeah, we should get there. Yeah. But man, this art is just amazing too. I mean, Kath, Kath Lobo, I mean, I would, yeah, Kath Lobo actually is how you pronounce her name. This, I, I like, I really like her art on this one. And especially with the shading and the coloring, I think was that done by, 
It was oh, all her. It was all her. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing stuff. And I'll plug Lucas as well, who's an incredible letterer. But I think he pulls the whole thing together and just the whole team doesn't matter. I like awesome the lettering job. too, yeah. And yeah, it kind of gives it like sort of like that um, Silver Age kid friendly feel on um, yeah. that. You know, like the Silver Age for me, I think mean, the Silver Age is always going to be a fun, you know, it's always going to be a fun era. I mean, I feel like with um, the Golden Age, I think it was a little more serious. Like it was a little more kind of like wild west shoot them up but the silver age is more like kid friendly i mean that's when the 1960s batman came out um yeah. fantastic four like we mentioned earlier but then you know we got the modern age which is sort of like a mix between that though but i think with the modern age i feel like sometimes i think we make fun of some aspects of the silver age you know i mean because it, right. it's just again it, we feel like it's kitty we feel like it's science fictiony but I but like we the Silver Age. That 100%. You know, that's yeah. what we wanted to really do. Like, let's throw back, let's uh, honor that stuff. and Let's honor it. Our version of it. Yeah. And, you know, your, your writing even, and the writing you've done with um, Jordan. Was Jordan, yeah. It reminds me a lot of how Grant Morrison, um, how Grant Morrison took on Batman, in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank Miller revamped Batman the book. Grant Morrison did it in such an amazing way that he brought back several elements from the Silver Age and like the science fiction stuff from Batman, including Batman of Zura and Ra, and just made a really amazing he had a really amazing run on, on Batman. And I feel like that's what this kind of reminds me of. It's like you're bringing back the Silver Age, though, but it's sort of a little revamped with a modern lens. And that's what I like about it. And that's right. why I think this comic's going to do really awesome. You know personally for me <laughs> yeah. fingers crossed <laughs> and um let's see um what were some of the names um you've had for bullet um like i understand you came up with bullet man was there like any other name you had in mind like perhaps like speedster or <laughs> no you know what i think bullet was just that fully formed just in the moment when i came up with the stuff way back when um, his real name, Dale D'Souza, went through some changes. Um, I think he was Danny Delancey or David Delancey or something like that. I like the alliteration, like the old Silver Age stuff. I think they're all R R P P D D. Um, like double, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we we want to do that. Um, I wanted to make sure that they weren't all just white. Uh, so I D'Souza, we we wanted to mix it up a little bit. I noticed that, I yeah. Dale's actually um, in tribute to Jeremy Dale, who's the guy I used to know uh, years back. Uh, he had a, a budding career, and then he actually passed away oh, think, wow. six years ago, seven years ago. Um, tragic, young guy. Uh, but that was kind of uh, in tribute to him, I picked Dale. Uh, it stuck with the alliteration, and it was just like a nice little throwback to him as well. So Bullet was fully formed, but his real name went through many changes. Oh wow, that's that's really cool, and I like the fact that you know it's a it seems like a diverse you know comic in a sense. You know, you have Dale D'Souza, who's um, obviously a minority. Um, I like that, and you know, of course, you have Joanna, who's actually reminds me of Batgirl, Oracle. Um, you know, who got shot by the Joker, then ended up you know in a wheelchair, but then kind of use that pain to make herself more strong in a sense and i feel like it's the same with joe um it's the same with joanna where she like 
you know, when he says, like, oh, I have, my mom told me I had two left feet, for instance, she kind of jokingly tells him, you know, with the, like, the nudge you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, just using her disability for, you know, just to humor him, and, you know, at first he, he's like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry I offended you, she's like, no, you know, it's, it's, don't worry about it, yeah. and just how, it, it, I mean, in a sense, like, their, their relationship also kind of reminds me of another couple, um, Rocky and um, Adrian. Okay. In a sense, it kind of reminds me of that because it's like with Rocky and Adrian, um, they came from, they were sort of, they sort of came from two different worlds where Adrian was, you know, with Adrian, she was very educated and Rocky, he was more of, he was more about the streets, you know, he, he was more blue collar, but you know, they bonded and just because they found, they found, they had something in common where, you know, they were told to use what they have in a sense. And I feel like it's the same with, you know, Dale D'Souza and Joanna. Now that I think about it, you know, she's using her, you know, her disability and maybe her, and actually her love of science that her disability helped fuel right. to, you know, support him. And he's using his newfound powers, you know, to help her, you know, with her, you know, with her research and all that, which why, you know, which is what Michael's trying to take credit for, but you know, but over that, over that though, they 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 bond, and that's what it kind of reminds me of, like just how organic that relationship forms. I mean, I don't know. Sorry, I started mentioning that, you know, because like now that I think about it, it kind of reminds me of that. Have you seen the Rocky movies? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that becomes the most interesting comparison now, edging out Sonic the Hedgehog, which some other people are talking about. Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, <laughs> and well, it's just know, like Sonic. Like, okay. You see, you see, you know, I mean, that'd be. Does he seem like Sonic? I mean... Uh... I was going to say Sonic meets Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I guess. But, I mean, it was a, it, it, it kind of reminds me of Rocky was like a college student and he was a speedster, you know what I mean? And Adrian was like a... It, 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 I, I see the parallels between that, you know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, I mean, I just thought about just now. It's like, oh, you know. And just how, or, you know, again, just how organic it was. So let's see. Um, we already touched base on how you met Kath. Um, how did you meet the rest of the team, like Jordan um, Alsalka and uh, Lucas Gattoni? And how did you come up? How did you come with the rest? Um, how did you like um, collaborate with the rest of them? Like, how did you form up that team? It's all Twitter. Uh, just finding people there. Uh, Jordan, quite a while ago, I think he put out a some post. If anybody's willing to look over a pitch he was working on. And so we weren't friends or anything at the time. And he, I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll give my two cents. So I always like doing that if I can help people out. It's great. Uh, so he said, and I quite liked what he was doing. And so maybe a, six months or a year after that, I approached him and said, I've got this thing that's been shelved for the longest time. Would you be interested in scrapping what I had and rebuilding it? And yeah, we just hit it off through emails and went from there. Um, Lucas, also, I found him on Twitter. Um, there's a couple of letters that I was really interested in working on, or working with, uh, going back a ways, and uh, I approached him for a previous book, Eskimo Kisses, from Scout Comics. So we had worked together before this book. That was our first collaboration. And so when Bullock came around, I said, hey, Lucas, are you free again? I'd love to have you on this book. And he was available. So uh, the rest is history. That's really awesome. I mean, that's the amazing thing about Twitter. You can find so many, like, you know, people in the community and, like, artists, writers. You know, it makes me kind of want to write my own comic, too, someday. Yeah, give it a shot. 
Yeah, it just it just sounds fun, especially when I talk to all these creators and, and you know just to see their face faces brighten up when they talk about their project and all that. And just in general, with independent comics being on the rise, especially since the pandemic, um, you know, I think now's a great time. You know, if you have that story cooking in your head, I mean, definitely put it out there. And people are, you know, you're going to have like a pocket of people who are going to read it. You know, I feel. And Kickstarter, too. I mean, if we had that years ago, then I'd probably have a ton more books out by now. But um, this one I've produced ahead of time. It's completely done all 40 pages are in the can um, but having Kickstarter as a platform to get out to more people than I otherwise would have been able to reach um, and fund the printing and everything else like it's a really good opportunity oh yeah absolutely I mean that's what I like about Kickstarter too and then like um, yeah you just get to see like you get to see like sort of like the behind the scenes of like what they do and like what creators do and like several stuff that they can give you and like you also as soon as you even like for this one too the digital catalog you can even see their other work too that they've done and um one of the creators i had on was david Pepost, um amazing amazing writer i love his stuff i mean i love um i actually interviewed him about um his comic i actually interviewed him twice first for his comic the oz Mm -hmm. which is a brilliant um take on the wizard of oz and Also, to um, you know, Scout's Honor, you know, this a whole lot about a lot about trauma and like his um. I think one of his prizes was or his I wouldn't say prizes, reward. but like um, reward tier. I'm sorry. Reward tier. Reward tiers. There you go. Like his rewards, like you know, just had those comics, like Spencer and Locke. Um, yeah. and actually, I fell in love with Spencer and Locke. I actually been reading that recently and. You know, just an amazing story, and I feel like Kickstarter, you know, can very well, you know, it can introduce you to other stories and other creations outside yeah. of the mainstream, even. So I think that's yeah, why indie uh, comics are on the rise. Right. Uh, you may not have had readers finding those Action Lab books and stuff like that otherwise, so they they latch on to OZ, uh, which is crushing it on Kickstarter. Like, oh yeah, first few hours were ridiculous. Um, but yeah, and then you can check out his other work from there if you hadn't been exposed to Spencer Locke or anything else. Oh yeah. And speaking of Kickstarter, can you tell us more about like the rewards um, and all that? Because I know I bought like um, one reward, which was the trading card set, which I'm really excited to get. Actually, give me one second. I'm gonna step off screen. Just because I have it, I'm going to share this. Um, I, I did a test print run of what the cards will look like. Oh, wow. You can see they all actually join up to form one image. Yeah, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a splash cover almost. Yeah. So if you remember the old Fleer Spider-Man or even the Jim Lee X-Men, they had that last set of the Danger Room. Did you ever see those cards? No, I don't think I have. I mean, I think I'm... Actually, no, I think I might have had one card um, of Rogue somewhere. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, they, they had the nine nine cards that you could join up. That when you put a nice sleeve like this, you see the whole image. So That's that was awesome. the inspiration. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, reward tiers. So there's basically the PDF, and then you've got a print copy. Print copy with the trading card set. And then um, the digital catalog. So Jordan, uh, we included his other work as well, as some of the books I've published. 
uh, what do you call it? The Silver Bullet, which is a silver metallic variant cover. Uh, so that should look pretty cool. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of commissions by various artists who have um, joined up here. So you got a list of the names there. Um, you can do a custom commission through them at those levels. And one thing that I'm actually about to announce, so uh, literally for the first time I'm saying it out loud, is uh, Kira Okamoto is going to be doing a variant cover for the book. Um, now they don't have any artwork yet because uh, their schedule opens up in September. Towards the end of the campaign I hope to have an image, but uh, that, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to be posting uh, the brand new reward tier will be for that variant cover. Uh, to celebrate hitting $1,000 in our campaign today. Awesome. Definitely be on the lookout for the Kickstarter. I'll actually post it to, I'll actually post a link on my um, YouTube page and also, you know, just so that way you can check it out, um, the Bullet um, Kickstarter. So that way you can choose your rewards and fund this bad boy. Perfect. And uh, um, so we're going to wrap up right now, Randy. Um, let's see, um, where can we follow you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Randy Stone COTW. Uh, I've also got at Altruist Comics, so that's my uh, self-publishing brand. Uh, Facebook group, Altruist Comics. Uh, that's pretty much the only places I hang out online. Awesome. So yeah, check out check out um, his Kickstarter, and also check out the um, the Twitter pages. You can follow yeah check follow him on Twitter and Instagram. You have an Instagram, do you? I have one. I don't use it at all. <laughs> okay, but you can definitely follow his Facebook group um, also. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Well, Randy, um, thanks for being on the Earth-16 Comics Wire podcast. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that, actually, I did back the comic, you know, and um, I, hopefully I can get those trading cards, and I'm really, exciting for, I'm really excited for this comic. Um, so, once more, thank you so much um, for, for being on. And thank you all for listening to um, the Earth 16 Comics Wire. This is Brian and Randy. We're signing out. Take care. Take care.